0: Mabuhay! Welcome to the Babylon Bruja Book Club Podcast.
1: It's your village kapwa tids,
0: Steph. And Aimee. And here we are together again. And as always, in efforts to decolonize our minds, bodies, and reconnect with spirit by ways of relation, via conversation, of education, interpretation, and integration. So this is our invitation. For you
1: to join us on our journeys as we discuss the works of honored artists
0: authors and thought leaders in the philippinex diaspora quick disclaimer we want to acknowledge that in this moment everyone is exactly where they need to be
1: and since we are not experts yet we share our own unique lived experiences we invite you to take or toss any statements, opinions, words that we may use as you
0: choose. We are so glad you found your way here.
1: So, as always, before we begin, we want to take a moment to ground, taking a pause, drop into your bodies, and become fully present in this space. If it's safe for you, we invite you to close your eyes, straighten your spine and direct your focus now to your breath. I'm gonna invite you to take a few deep inhales, extending your belly out, and then exhale, bring your belly button in. Let's do once more, inhale, and exhale. Continue as you like, but just connect back into your body and into this moment. Don't worry about tomorrow, what you're doing after this or today, yesterday. Can you just allow yourself to feel what it's like to let go? So as we begin our conversation, we'd like to thank God, the creator, for another gathering. In gratitude, we acknowledge our benevolent ancestors and invite all the forces to support and guide this conversation today. Thinking the ancestors of the lands I, me, and I currently resign on, knowing that we cannot do our own remembrance without remembering them. For me, that's the Bay, Yokut people in the Inland Bay Area of California. And for I, me, that's the mound builders that are the Hopewell and Adina people in Ohio. With gratitude, we acknowledge your presence, dear Kapwated, your energy, your light, no matter wherever and whenever you're tuning in.
0: Okay, bye-bye, Len Brujas. We're back with another episode. And you know how it goes. We do Bruja Tings check, then Brown Girl Cliff Notes, and then have a conversation from there. So, um, Bruja Tings just want to check in with ourselves, see what our rituals and practices are like, and... Steffi Steph is going to go first, yeah? Yeah. Okay. 90 seconds to keep the structure. And go.
1: Uh, Bruja Tings. I have been realizing that I can get out of emotional states um, by practicing all the Bruja Tings. Uh, So part of my bruja this week was actually I fell in with the seasons my own season my moon was here new moon's coming in I don't know if y'all's heard there's like nine planets in retrograde spinning backwards so it your girl was bound to be (laughs) caught in some type of uh, gravitational internal external pull and so it was just imperative I mean was there for some parts of you sis Rely on your sisters too. Lean on your yes. lean on your community for healing. But the individual things, like I definitely dove into meditation much more in depth. I definitely sat with God, Creator, for a minute mm-hmm. and um, you know, cleared the air, all those things journaled, right? Um, and then a bruja manifestation was I was sitting outside and it was coming out of the spiral and god was just everywhere like Mm. squirrels were running there's like two butterflies who passed Mm -hmm. uh feathers have been falling everywhere i'm i'm landing and things so that's how i know i'm divinely guided and protected and that's how i know you know um, i see angel i saw super more angel numbers yesterday so anyways if you call in the bruja things and you do it with intention and reverence like and just let it sit like like when we make our bruja like brews you know yes
0: it's like energetic
1: brew that's what I did this week and yes so much better so much better but I went through it it was I went through an ego death this week but the bruja things brought me back
0: yay yeah Yeah. I'm so glad to see that's so good good job and sometimes those bruja things take time which is why like I'm realizing I get to be like like it's a that's why it's a practice you know what I'm saying like if you're brewing tea or you're making a what a salve or whatever like those things take time to like seep and integrate into whatever you're making so it's the same thing with like meditation like yeah it's you're having a bad day like one meditation practice might not like cure like help you right away but like you continually do it and that's how it can be a support you know so yeah yeah
1: Yeah. i think it's bruja because we have to fall into faith like yeah Yeah. is spirituality and religion right yes you don't see it but okay
0: okay i'm ready your
1: turn i'm Um, ready let me put my timer One
0: minute and 30 seconds and go. Okay. So my bruja things I'm talking about are one that I'm doing mirror work, plant. I I want to shout out to plant medicine and shout out to naps mirror work. Like I've heard a lot of talk about it, you know, and some people are like, say that it's scary because you're like staring at yourself in the mirror or whatever but I've kind of felt called to do it and like I realized you never really look at yourself so for me to look at myself in the mirror and just speak to myself Mm -hmm. and like even touch my body touch parts of my body that I don't really touch in like uh Mm -hmm. you know and even energetically with good intention just to like love on myself Mm -hmm. so that's been intense but it's been really good plant medicine let me tell you thank you plant medicine (laughs) it's a good reset and speaking of resets I realized naps Naps are bruja tings. Naps are magical. They energetically reset you. We were talking about naps, like right before we you hit record. I both did. Yeah, we both, we both took a nap before. Nap? <laughs> but like, um, it just helps so much to reset. And I always forget. I always forget. And I never take time. But that's also decolonization. Naps are decolonization. So those are, those are three major bruja things in my life right now
1: Naps. yes 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 the magic of rest yeah that's a bruja thing right yeah we wasn't yeah. like witching all the time what
0: we weren't what? witching all the time we rested too <laughs> yeah yeah what did you say about your one teacher miriam what did she say about oh that?
1: yeah one of my teachers says um, if you can take a nap midday and during a, in a capitalistic society, that's successful.
0: All right. That's success. success. So because capitalism tells you not to rest, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So there we go. bye Brujas. This has been your Bruja check. Check in with yourself. See what, um, things you can revisit. Or add, or subtract, or like when you can take a nap, and bless you in your naps. Have a happy napping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to Brown Girl Cliff Notes, and welcome back to Chapter Three. Um, this one was. It was interesting, too. I mean, the whole book will be, I imagine. But this one was about boats and languages. Um, we Were Voyagers. Dr. Judy couldn't have affirmed this better with all the historical references in this chapter. Citing Disney's famous Moana as the latest character and probably the closest Indigenous resemblance on a media screen to inspire us to connect to our ancestral ways. Um, but to portray a deeper dive into the history of our ancestors journeyings and what the pathway created for their posterities to come. So this chapter is all about the mindful intricacy Filipinos effort into handcrafting wooden outrigger boats, which are called barangays, etc. As y'all know, I looked it up too. Bruja Ting's is like, according to Google, we have more than 111 dialects in the Philippines. So barangay is also referenced as different ways, boats um, that supported their rather comfortable sounding expeditions, expanding civilization, developing communities around the islands. In addition, lots of Austronesian connections, which can further lead Filipinos to trace back into our, our uh, lineage origins. So we got Austronesian cousins, y'all. Um, we know this because according to history, historians, Filipinos would land and leave traces of their wreck fragments and even chicken DNA. Hey, hey, ho, ho. We did have hey, hey's around too, like Moana. Remember the chicken? Yeah, yeah, the chicken hey, hey. Yes, they talk about chicken DNA in this chapter. So yeah, read it. It's not that long, y'all. Through carbon dating back to 320 CE, um, science journalists and historians have been able to envision thoughts on how those island hopping boats would yield such diverse populations of Filipinos through the years. Containing major linguistic groups such as the Austronesians, again, our cousins, who traveled from far flung lands, passing from China into the Pacific, settling as far east as Easter Island and as far west as Madagascar. So it's no wonder that the Philippines has more than 111 dialects. Um, extra recommended reading she did cite From the Sea to the Stars, The Forgotten Journeys of the Philippines Ancient Explorers. It's a paper by, I don't oh, know, Kuya, Timothy, James. Macali, and
0: it sounds a lot like Boana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. I kind of want to read that, read that paper. So um, the one that you just cited. Yeah. For that work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks, Sissy, for that. Yeah. Brown girl cliff notes. And I don't have anything to add. I think we should just get into it. Let's get into it.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, so let's just hop into vocabulary words. I'll go first. Mm -hmm. And um, like we were talking about, Barangay earlier from Brown Girl Cliff Notes, um, that is my vocabulary word. So I'll read a little bit. These boats were identified as barangays, which were a fundamental part of pre colonial Filipinos' social life and progress. Barangay, balangay, balanghai, or balangay with a G A, there's different spellings. Several iterations of the name for this type of a boat appear in Philippine dialects. These boats were used by ancient Filipinos as they journeyed to the islands, and Dimakali said there are stories of hand-carved wooden boats so large that they could carry entire extended families, yet light enough that they could be lifted on the shoulders of a few dozen men and deployed at a moment's notice." No mere dugout canoes; these flexible boats could sail both deep ocean waters and shallow island reefs. A versatility that left Spaniards with their gross and heavy ships. Those were, those were his words: gross and heavy ships. In awe, Spanish accounts might have captured a snapshot of Filipinos at a moment in time, but ancient Filipinos had been thriving on the islands for thousands of years. So, um. Uh, Athajudu goes on to say that we were connected to the Austronesians and um, um, the war. I wanted to read a little bit more about the barangay. So, warriors stood on a platform made of bamboo above the oarsmen so they would not interfere with rowing. Um, thick bamboo outriggers ran along the both sides of these ships and skimmed over the waters over the water these outriggers acted as a counterbalance so that the ship would not capsize no matter how rough the seas became or how strong the wind filled the sails so they talk about how there were different sorts of boats so there were boats for the warriors but then there were other boats that were like support boats so it was like a whole thing like a, like families could ride like whole villages could be like on these fucking barangays and it and it and my mom always talked about cuz we she grew up in the province but she would call it the barangay and i was like wait what and then so on page actually on page 58 um these barang- barangays back in back uh, pre-colonial were more than just modes of transportation. In 1663, Francis Collin said Filipino society was divided into barangays, which he likened to districts. He said ancient Filipinos traveled on these boats with their extended families, settled on the islands, and established communities with their shipmates. So it was like a like the boats were like a big thing. And so page 58 says the barangay remains some basic political unit in the Philippines today. So the barangay became sort of a community because the communities were on the boats that were the barangay. But now that we're not necessarily seafaring anymore, the barangay has become like a political unit or a community unit. Um, And then you remember, you know, the banca, right? Banca? Have you heard of that word banca? yeah so banca and barangay are kind of like the same thing yeah they're the same thing so pre-colonial barangay is the banca of today and the modern barangay is actually a political basic political unit in the philippines does that make sense yeah like a county
1: it sounds like It sounds like gang. It sounds like gang, gang. Like, (laughs) it sounds like, I mean, it's tribe. Like, Barakada. Barakada. Barangay. Barangay. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. gang. Gang,
0: gang. (laughs) Yeah, but I thought that was very interesting that basically whole communities were just on ships and stuff. Like, that's crazy. And then it makes me think about, um, it makes me think about two things. So, one, uh, my family is from a fishing village. So, um, whenever I went, be- whenever I visited, we would always go on bancas, bancas like the, the the boats that they're talking about. And then they have those little floaty things on the sides, and like mm-hmm. you know the outrigger in the middle. So we would like go to different like tiny beaches on those boats and everything so it makes me think of that and then it makes me wonder a lot about like just like how Moana in the movie navigated by the stars like we were connected to the cosmos we were yeah are but like are, I feel like yeah. there things mm-hmm. there are things that puzzle pieces that's this Part of our soul that we're still calling back, right? Yeah.
1: Ooh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So you think decolonizing is like all about like our lineage going through a soul recall? Because it's like 500 plus years of like the Philippine... I want to know what we were called before the Philippines. That's
0: I, the biggest question I just want to put out there. Anybody listening? Like, Everybody has that question. Like, oh, I mean, we were not, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying we were not called Philip's land. No, no. What the hell were we? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Were we just called by our tribes or our regions? You I, know, like. Maybe we, because I know we were technically the Philippines. We were like different tribes and then. There's something, yeah. And
1: they grouped us all together, named yeah. us under one king. Who the fuck? Like, this that, you know what that means? Like, it's just years and years of branding. Like, I bet you 200 years from now, we're not going to be called Filipinos anymore. We're actually going to be
0: called They'll, someone will find it them <laughs> will find it yeah well there's this word you heard of mahar, maharlika right m-a-r-l-i-k-a I don't I'm sorry to bring it up and not know the uh, the uh, history behind it or where it comes from or whatever but I know that some people think that's what we were called before maharlika maharlikans?
1: Um,
0: yeah maharlikans so I know there's in, I came across a Instagram talking about how that's what we should call ourselves again, but then we can't, we can't, we can't ever agree, <laughs> agree on anything. Yeah. eleven dialects. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about maybe we, maybe we just need to go back to the different regions. Like I'm not Filipino. I'm Visayan. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Maybe, maybe some
1: of those, like, you know, OG ones elders in the village are like, mm, don't call yourself Filipino. That's the oppressors. You're Visayan or whatever.
0: Yeah. 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 And so I don't know. The, who knows? But that's. You're onto something, sis. Because that could be the colonized
1: term of uh, compartmentalizing all of us into one thing. Yeah. We're different like you Visayan Iloc- Ilocano like yeah. you know like that's Luzon. what that's the way you should be calling honestly. yeah
0: Luzon Mindana- Mindanaoan or whatever because maybe that's why we can't figure it out like there's so much <laughs> discourse online about what were we called before and so should we be called Maharlikans or should we be called whatever this or that and maybe we can't decide because we're not all from this we weren't all from the same sort of place like the Philippines is seven how many islands like thousands of islands and so like I know we all traded and got along but we weren't under one king we weren't under one government we all had different barangays but you know that we that we were in different villages and stuff. So, yeah,
1: there's no like one harmonizing. You know what? I was at an island reggae concert last night. Yeah. And it was the most beautifully diverse crowd I've seen. I was just chuckling about like so many brown derivatives and how like brown, I was like, brown people really do know how to bring all different types. Like, there was peppered in. I was like, what do you call white people Pepper. Salt and pepper—they're like flaky in the crowd, right? and You have black people, you got Hispanic, you got really yeah. interesting people. But one thing that they can chant that everybody just understands is the chi You know, that's oh, yeah, like yeah, everybody, chi-hoo. everybody does that. Everybody throws up the shaka. Like yeah, it's just like one thing. But I, I was like, and I was like, maybe I'll mention this to the podcast tomorrow. But I was sitting there, you know, like. Imagine if like Filipinos just threw up all their, it wouldn't be, it would be totally different stuff. Yeah. It'd be like,
0: barangay, barangay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like Babylon, babylon catalonan. in, yeah. 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 Like, dang, can we just have
1: one unified cat dang? <laughs> I don't know. I we mean- had to be colonized. For-, for Maybe in a way that could be okay. This is probably going down the rabbit hole but like
0: let's go down the
1: colonizer was like y'all are too unorganized we're
0: just gonna organize you yeah well yeah what okay 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 we weren't unorganized maybe we weren't unorganized they just didn't couldn't control us Mm. when we're all separate so they just said "Mm, I'm gonna just lump you in all together yeah like they did
1: to any other indigenous freaking yeah
0: yeah Anyway. Uh, oh, we'll just we'll get there. We'll get we there. But barangay. Barangay. That's my, that was my vocab word. And I am complete, sissy. Okay. Ah, uh, Tao. That's
1: my words on page 56. I just picked Lutao because since we're talking um, you know, a lot about boats, um, Lutao comes up as referencing a peoples that lived in the water. So given that the Philippines is an archipelago with 250,000 miles of coastline, it made sense that pre-colonial Filipinos were expert seafarers. What fascinated me were multiple Spanish accounts that describe Filipinos' maritime expertise. Um, I'll read these two little short paragraphs. In 1667, Francisco Columbus, a Jesuit priest, Describe the Lutao people as common to the islands of Mindanao, Jolo, and Basel- Basila. And they are so fond of living on the sea, quote, that their houses are built in it, in places with which the low tide leaves exposed, exposed. When it is high tide, the houses are very far from the shore. And the water in between is so deep that large ships can sail there. This seems fitting because Lutao means to float in the Visayan dialect said that Lutao engaged in trading and sea piracy because, quote, their wings are those of royal falcons. They are most eager for that exercise as they are assured by these advantages from all danger for whether it be because of the swiftness of their ships or because of their skill in rowing them, no ship of ours has ever been able to overtake them. So that's the Lutao people, y'all. Um, just an example of... I don't know. Brown people being resilient
0: and laughing at the colonizer. <laughs> yeah. You think oh. they burned our ships, Sissy? Who? The, the colonizers. Oh, yeah, probably. God damn it. You think? Yeah, so I mean- we couldn't go nowhere. Because, you know what I'm saying? They probably like burned our ships. Because if it says here that the swiftness of their ships, there's, uh, they weren't able to overtake them because of their skill in rowing and the swiftness of their ships.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they attack. And was- we've forgotten. We've forgotten that we're
0: seafarers, you know? Isn't that
1: crazy? And, you know, I was reminiscing about dreams and yeah, when we were going through the Mayari Circle, a lot of water dreams were coming online. Yeah, and I remember, I remember, like, being out in the water and looking down, like, like we were living on those those civilizations with like the... Look at your eyes like... Sorry. Oh, usually,
0: if you're not on the YouTube. <laughs> or on the like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. We were lit out. We were uh, living on the water. That's crazy. Like when I hear that, like the feeling of it feels so far away does that you know what i'm saying like i i am like we are like we're seafarers and i know that like logically right like uh, intellectually but i still haven't remembered it like in your body yeah i'm yeah. like yeah that's cool but like what does that mean like i know i've always felt connected to the ocean and even when i go to the woods here I'm always finding a stream because I know instinctually that streams lead to rivers rivers lead to oceans right eventually mm-hmm. so I don't know mm. yeah yeah so,
1: yeah. I'm thinking of like seafarers like we fare the seas like the water you follow the water um and that for me that's why like I always feel I would say in humans in general but like I'm like I need to be by the beach like love the mountains and stuff but there's nothing like the beach
0: Yeah there is nothing like the just me. being on the ocean like seeing a big vast ocean I sometimes do feel like Moana when she sings that song where it's like the where she's talking about the horizon like she just wants to go there like she wants to go
1: yes out yes yes
0: yeah i'm so. still
1: scared to be underwater though i don't know that's a that's a thing water is scary that's that's a real yeah
0: so i get like it. a
1: whole new space but i used to swim so i mean i have talked about this y'all it's like uh something was triggered uh me i think it's a past life trauma uh, underwater mermaids or stuff like that but anyways um yeah let out we lived on the water and now i just want to say this why people go to like fiji or (laughs) just to stay on those those huts that are on the water it's like our ancestors been doing that so yeah it's funny to me
0: but yeah i digress yeah 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 (laughs) Okay, sis. Thank
1: you. All right. Time for quotes. Y'all still there? Hanging in with us? Uh, mine's on page 53. And I picked the dialects uh, section that the Judy referenced because I thought it was interesting. Um so again, we're going back to our Austronesian uh, Aeta, I think cousins, but there's a professor at the Australian National University of Archaeology and Anthropology. He's written extensively on the similarities among the cultures and language of, um, of people in these quote, far-flung far lands, right? But she says, Ata Judy says, this is probably explains why there are over a hundred languages in the Philippines. During my first year in the University of the Philippines, I lived in the freshman dorm appropriately called Kalayaan, and I was like, oh, shit, which means freedom in Tagalog. But Tagalog, actually, Tagalog isn't the only language being spoken there. I remember meals at the dining hall were probably like being in the Tower of Babel as students from all over the archipelago gathered and chatted in their home dialects. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So modern science has discovered that languages are not the only thing that connected the Austronesian groups. So i just thought that was cool um i think that we already kind of talked about but the dialect piece is i've always wondered why we can't get into one dang language and this makes sense now after this chapter
0: yeah because we didn't have one i had read oh geez you guys this is just a conversation okay I read all. I read all these things, and I forget where I read them at. But at your um, them. just he like, just knows. Okay. Yeah, well, just you know, over the years, reading about the history of the Philippines and how it was colonized, the Tagalogs in Luzon, um, for some reason, I forget the reason why, but they were the ones that were chosen to be. The dialect as to be the philippine dialect so who by who by the spanish the spanish Um, said you you guys (laughs) you (laughs) who
1: contracted that like i i have
0: no idea there's there is a again i gotta i gotta cite my sources i know but again this is a conversation I'm not an expert. <laughs> Just right. Okay. We are not experts. Yeah. We're experienced. Yeah. Yeah, but like I had read that the Tagalogs, the the, the Tagalogs, were one of the groups that were trying to like, um, uh, that kind of got close to the Spanish. You know, of course. The so mm-hmm. then they got the power or whatever i
1: don't know the brown knows their way
0: into becoming our main dialect yeah something like that <laughs> the brown people brown knows their way like, i mean on. they did what they had to do i guess but i guess i don't know paradox it's like
1: you preserved a language yes but you also schmoozed to do it yeah
0: yeah yeah but I mean we still kept our other dialects obviously like yeah. there still so, so many other dialects but it's just it's just really like we are not the Philippines we do not all speak Tagalog we are not like one sort of we're just not one sort of people you know we're just we're many it, sorts we're many sorts of people so yeah yeah so mm-hmm. interesting to see Dialects, dialects. Okay, are you complete? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, my quote is on pages 59 and 60. So, Atta Judy is talking about, again, I'll let this whole chapter is about boats and languages. So she said, I wondered how pre-colonial Filipinos managed to row in sync. Was there someone to whip them into shape, just like the Vikings? Or did they perhaps row to the beat of the drum like modern dragon boats? Mm-hmm. Morga uh, said Filipinos, quote unquote, timed their rowing to the accompaniment of some men who sing refrains in their language, thereby giving them the cue to slow down or to quicken their pace. And here I thought that the impromptu singing only happened in Disney (laughs) movies. These songs were said to have contained many interesting and important bits of history as well as legendary lore. What I learned about these pre-colonial boats came from written Spanish accounts. Unfortunately, the songs about our ancestors have faded into history.
1: But we can rewrite them.
0: I wrote that. Oh, yes. I like that. And I also wrote like um, (laughs) so many karaoke references. I wrote a karaoke. I wrote a karaoke last time, but I said, Do we love karaoke and singing because we're longing to sing the songs we forgot? That's a poem. Maybe, yeah, but like, may, and you know, Filipinos are there are some Filipinos with some strong ass voices, and I'm like, is it is? And I always wondered why are voices so strong, and I'm like, maybe because we had to be louder than the ocean. Oh, we had to be louder than the ocean, louder mm-hmm. than the 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 rowing of the of the boat, the rowing of the oars. We like there had to be people who had strong ass voices so that they could carry, you know, uh the cue. Carry the maybe that's why, yeah,
1: why, yeah. Maybe that's why we love karaoke. <laughs> and maybe that's why um this is just a hypothesis uh, yeah. why people are like depressed because they're not using
0: their voices or they're not. Um, yeah. And then I thought about too how in this modern day society singing is so performance and it's like commodified and capitalized like you shouldn't even sing unless you can do a run unless you can sing well do you know what i mean but yeah. like whereas right. like hawaiian island Polynesian people they just freaking sing they just they sing. sing when i when
1: when i was doing um when i was in halau They're like, the teacher's like, just sing. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you sit next to, you go to the islands. They don't care. They're off tone. They just sing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, you know, American program. Like, okay, like, I'm supposed to be in two. You know, that was me. Yeah.
0: Like, okay. So. Yeah. But like, we like everybody deserves to use their chakra voice their, their their throat chakras to exercise their voices no matter what you sound like and if singing was such a big thing for us like we should just sing more no matter how we sound you know well you 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 have a good voice <laughs> so you,
1: that's just that's the voice privilege i have some friends who sing and i love them down but like you should just <laughs> sing. You should. But when well, they sing it still it makes me joyful because they're yeah. like I don't care like I sound so terrible but I'm gonna sing anyway
0: and listen this was communal singing for a purpose like for rowing and stuff and so it wasn't just one person it was like several people men some yeah. women who sing the refrain so it was like communal yeah. So and I know that if you use if you sing with somebody else who knows how to sing, you automatically sing better because you follow the person who has the, the you know, mm. the, who can carry the, the tune right and so it's like, of course, maybe you like people can't sing well on their own, but what do we sound like in a group. Like, maybe that's why we're supposed to sing together. It's like a communal thing. Let me, this
1: is why concerts are, I feel like the church for folks who don't necessarily, like, they're like so into us speak for me because I'm like, I miss that aspect of church of singing in a group. And so last night there was an MC and he was stalling for a long time. (laughs) I won't go on that tangent. But it was like, let's sing a Lauren Hill song. And now let's sing a, a Keisha Kohn. And, and everybody is like, you know, lit on their waves. So you know, <laughs> people are like, belting love, you know, all that stuff. And it, I was like, this is basically a concert karaoke right now. Like, <laughs> And um, in some ways, like it's healing. Because like you're around, everyone's, you know,
0: enjoying themselves, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's very um it's communal it changes the va. it changes the energy of a space when you sing certain songs or whatever so
1: yeah
0: i don't know i just thought that was interesting like two yeah. things that we haven't really like maybe parts of the filipino quote-unquote filipino soul that we're still calling back like our 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 voices our songs and the fact that we were seafarers like still i'm like what and like my family is from a small fishing village like that's what we do and i still like would you ever call your relative and be like is there a song or like a
1: you know like uh, i think of like things like this is how my mind goes but like but they were singing songs about like making adobo when they get to the shore like yeah one, two, one, hey, hey, two, hey, hey. <laughs> then you take the adobo, you take the garlic and you mash it in. Yeah. And <laughs> They're talking about how to make rice, how to roll lumpia. Something, because they was probably hungry. Like we need yeah. to find land so we can land and cook these chickens, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway, that was my quote and just thought about How we all need to row, row,
1: row your boat, sis. Row, row, row your boat. Can we get a hey? Can we get a uh, Filipino version?
0: Somebody out there. Row, row, row your banca. Hey, sis. Gently, gently Gently down down the the ocean. (laughs) Gently down the sea. Oh, there you go. Not merrily. There's another word, but anyway. You
1: could tell. You could even like not. Unmerrily running away from the colonizer, <laughs> like an asshole.
0: Yes, I'm gonna burn this boat. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: So. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. So as we end our conversation and close out this container with so much gratitude. Once again, we recognize and honor all the ancestors and all the ancestors of the lands we all occupy. And we also recognize and honor you, dear Kaputid, for joining our conversation today. And as always, Stephanie and I leave you with a blessing. On your journey towards remembrance, may you find your true voice and true song. When you find yourself overwhelmed in the sea of modern times, may you tune into your inner navigation system and find there the kalayaan and peace that your intuition brings. May the remembrance of kapwa anchor you into your heart and until we meet again, may you know that all is well and will be well and that no matter what happens, you are